what's up welcome back to another episode of united we nerd what's up yo i of course i'm your host brian along with me is my wonderful co-host joel good morning california 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 man joel you know what a lot of shit's happened this week it's been a week man good morning jameson I'm going to try to keep an eye on Twitch. Morning to you. That's uh, right. Yeah. Uh, sorry, before before you get there, I just want to remind everybody that, of course, this is being recorded live on twitch.tv forward slash United We Nerd. Hell um, yeah. Of course, uh, we got Jameson here in the chat uh, talking with us. If you would like to talk with us in the chat as well, you can uh, come over to our Twitch channel and uh, give us a follow and put the reminder on so you know when we go live so you can be a part of the chat yeah, but yeah. but of course if you can't this will also be on youtube and podcast services anywhere and everywhere around the globe and that's and that's enough of our shilling for right now Hell yeah <laughs> but yeah joel a lot a lot of shit's happened this week it's it's been a busy week, you know, and here in the states we had July Fourth weekend. I think that kind of I was talking with a bunch of our friends yesterday. It kind of messed us up, you know. We had that Monday off, and I was like throwing off, <laughs> you know. But uh, you know, a lot did happen. Uh, big big news this week uh, all around, and there's been news that uh, we haven't touched on in a while too. So we'll probably go in and out some old things and oh, updates boy. with ourselves as well. But yeah, there was a there's a big one I almost missed uh, earlier this week, but I had the opportunity to catch it. So. Uh, do you want to do you want to start with that? Yeah, sure. But um, let's just go over like uh, what's been going on with us. So uh, I'll take oh, yeah. that person. I'll let you go, Brian. So go those who know, like I streamed Titanfall two for the first time. Hell yeah! For years, for fucking years. Okay, <laughs> so I finally got to play it. It was amazing. Um, now I was just saying on the stream like how I you guys hold uh, other games to higher standards because of this game. I can see that now. It's like wow, this is it's a short, sweet, awesome package. So I'm glad I played that. So if Game Pass, go check it out. Titanfall it, Two, lots it of fun. It was the best shooter that EA ever bundled or bungled. It, yeah, it's it's. I I see why there's two thousand people still playing it after six years. Which I'll yeah. see if there's even you know half of that for Andromeda come in seven day, but we'll see. Um, what else happened? Oh, I did a um a D and D one shot the other day, but it's probably going to evolve into more than a one shot. I'm only bringing this up because I saw a friend who I haven't seen in years, so we got to actually finally play together. That was a lot of fun, and one of my buddies he expressed interest, but he said he'll be at the next one, so that was fun. Yeah, that was, and with that, that was we wrapped up part two of our campaign for Mass Effect. So we're about to go to part three, the infamous Mass Effect three version. So I'm oh, excited boy. for that. That's a little hiatus right now, but um that's what happened with that uh for those who i know who listened for the destiny content we talk about i actually made it to the lighthouse the other day last week which is like the famed lighthouse in trials of osiris the uh super sweaty competition uh, every weekend if it's not iron banner uh i just say i had you have to go seven matches without losing basically um five rounds each and i got extremely lucky in two of the rounds one of them a Titan popped their super they thought was the last round. It wasn't. We still have another <laughs> round to go. So that helped us. Another one was, it was either, I think it was match five or six. Um, it was a Titan with the bubble. We all used our supers. 
And I was like, oh man, that bubble's gonna fuck us up. We're gonna lose. But I was like, oh, it's okay. I'm not too worried about getting flawless. But it was like, oh man, you know, I'm on the path there. I'm close. But the guy disconnected. So oh no. I was like, oh hell yeah I feel for me. Bad but that for that, for that guy. guy. I was like, yeah, he. That, um, I'm pretty sure they would have won. So it's so, the White House for the first time. Not so, an easy uh, feat either. It, does that mean that uh, from now on you're going to be carrying us in, in Iron Banner? Fuck, probably. But anyway, <laughs> hell yeah, let's uh, go. Easy wins. I, I will say the flawless pool is no joke. I we did a match and I was they were wiping my fucking face on the floor. Like these players are. It's already hard, right? PvP mm-hmm. for some people, and for me, I have like a love hate relationship with it, but more on the love side recently. But it's really hard. Like those people are like they're dancing my body, going super fast, and I'm like, what? Like I'm just, whole new level of tough. So, you know, shout out to those who make it there multiple times. But Jesus, I, I'm glad I made it once in my E2 career. But yeah, tough. Sitting high on the mountain um, now. And uh, for those who are friends who listen often and know us well, we actually rebooted this LARP game we do called HVZ. Oh, we yeah, run dude. around and play essentially a modified version of tag with nerf guns and blasters. We give them missions and stuff. Me, Brian, and our buddy James, who are moderators, we put it on to volunteer effort. Um, you know, with COVID, we put on hiatus for two years, but there were people asking during COVID, hey, when are we going to play our game of yeah. tag? And we're just like, are you serious? There's like a pandemic right now, but people wanted it and uh we put it on again it's like let's just do a litmus test to see if people actually want to do it i was hella like down plans like i was going to be like seven people we had like a big turn of like 30 plus people which is it was I mean, usually we have like 20 surprising. to 30 so it's like 30 plus so including us though but still we, you know people yeah. were very passionate still willing to play so that was cool go out touch some grass have some fun do some missions so and, and that what, was cool and what was surprising about that is out of those like group of people, like it was almost a majority of new people. Yes, you know, because say we're new, yeah. Like we we had some like dedicated um like regulars that came by, you know, because they're they've been waiting for the past few years. But like we had so many new people that like I was so surprised by, and the fact like like you said it was it's been almost three years, so it's like I'm surprised like there was enough people that wanted to do something again. Same, same, but. You know? And there are people who were very sad who couldn't make it that moved on or moved or are busy with their lives. So it's just, it's crazy. The passion is still there for games. I mean, just like Titanfall 2, there's still, there's still a love for it. Fans still want to do what they do. You know, it's yeah. crazy. And of uh, course, another the, thing, the humans lost. Oh, I was, oh, I was, yeah, humans, I'm, humans I'm just, I'm just, I'm just throwing the, out the, the humans lost. They lost again. twice, actually. Anyway, <laughs> um, usually lose twice. Um, I actually started playing the Avengers game with my wife too, with the Square Enix one. It's a lot of fun. I've been putting that off for a while. I was yeah. hesitant, heard a lot of like not great things, but narratively and controller wise, it's it's a lot of fun. It feels really good. Uh, they added um, the uh, Almighty Thor too, and she's pretty fun to play. So. Yeah, that's cool. I was surprised that they actually did that. Yeah. Apparently, and there's rumors. Love- oh, no, I was going to say, apparently, there's rumors that um, She Hulk is coming too. Ooh, nice. I just love that they add these characters for free. You know, that's that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I wish there was another character that was in the Xbox version, but I'm not going to talk about it right now. Um, maybe one day. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's uh, about it for me as far as gaming and nerd shit goes. What about you, Brian? What, what's new with you in that sphere? Uh-huh. Anything new, life developments you want to share? 
I what did I do? <laughs> I'm trying to think because I this past week I did a lot of stuff that related to the podcast. Yeah, like setting up some some stuff for the podcast. But like, what did I what did I do in my free time? Um. Oh, I I picked up Sonic Origins on the Switch. That is oh, so. Before the game launched, it had a little bit of controversy on uh, Sega making a very weird-ass um, pre-order bracket. So Sega doesn't have the best track record when it comes to like pre-order bonuses and shit like that. Because they literally had like five different tiers of content for this game. Where it's like, oh, if you just get the game... You know, you get the game and and then like, you know, whatever. But if you pre-order it, you get this certain thing. And if not, you can get this piece of DLC that adds um, special music or special content to the game. Or if you get the deluxe version, you get everything. And But then it's like, you can only, you can only pre-order for a certain amount of time. And it's just like, okay, Sega, thank you for making it weird. Um, but besides that... Uh, the game's really fun. Um, just to kind of reference people don't don't know what it is, Sonic Origins is a kind of anniversary-ish uh, remastering of Sonic 1, 2, 3, and CD for, uh, that came out in the Genesis. Um, it's really nice. Um, they remastered it um, to have it be the new current like current aspect ratio so it fits the full screen um they have it they have the classic version of the game and then they have an anniversary mode of the game where um it has a new aspect ratio it, it looks a lot cleaner um nice. they they changed it so that um you have infinite amount of lives um but there's no save states, so it's still kind. It still kind of punishes you a little bit. So, like, if you die, you have to go back to a checkpoint or, or um, restart the level, depending and on. Um, and then there's like coins that you can collect that unlock like special like um, like background music in the library or like um, kind of like um, illustration art from like the gate the games that you can collect. And the coolest feature that I love is that they made it so you can play as Sonic, Tails, or Knuckles in any of the games, even the ones that they weren't in. So I first I played Sonic CD because I never played it because I never had a um, a Sega CD. And then I went back to Sonic 1 and played as Knuckles because he was never in that game and you couldn't play him in Sonic 1. So <laughs> I I booted up and I started Green Hill Zone, right? And, um, you know, I, I wanted to see, okay, how far can I glide as Knuckles through this level? And I, literally, when I got to the first high point, I just gl glided all the way <laughs> to the end <laughs> of the nice. map. And I didn't even reach the ground. I, like, I was just in the sky, and all of a sudden, it made the um, the goal noise. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> it, was, oh, it was so much fun. And it's like, it's just cool that they went back to like the original games and kind of added a new twist to it for so that people that weren't like born yet when those games came out can experience those games like mm -hmm. as they were or in like an easier way 
and then also the people that were that have grown up with Sonic be able to experience those games in a new way. It was really cool and really fun. I I am I haven't gone through Sonic One completely yet as Knuckles, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go through all the games again. It's gonna be fun. I remember hearing about that. I, I really appreciate when devs go back and touch something up and really add nice little things like that. It it just makes a difference and shows like the love that they have, still have for the game. And I'm hoping um, they're because they're doing like a reboot of Coder that they do some fun new things too. So, I mean, oh, I mean, yeah. not a reboot. I know it's a remake. Might be a reboot, but. I, I'm really hoping they, they tap into some old things and definitely remember and to do fun stuff like you can do before as well. Yeah, I, I love that shit when they revisit and put in new things. That's I'm I'm hoping so too because I've always want I was always intrigued by Kodor, um, but the game the gameplay style is is something I'm not really I don't really click with that much. Yeah, so I'm hoping that they kind of um, not completely change it because st- I still. Like see, people still want to experience how it was originally, but maybe yeah, yeah. as far as gameplay wise, maybe kind of, maybe kind of what they did with um, uh, Final Fantasy VII remake, where oh yeah, um, it's not exactly turn based style anymore, but it you still kind of have a little bit of that modern kind of like um, character actiony kind of thing. I would I would really dig that, and I think it would be really fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. Sonic Origins is cool. Uh, I recommend it. I'm kind of hoping this isn't going to be a a retelling of what happened um, when Sonic Mania came out because Sonic Mania um, came out and it was it was made um, by fan turned developer uh, Christian Whitehead, I think, I believe, and um, it was a fantastic game. It was like a it was a great celebration of like classic Sonic, and it was really cool. And then a few months later, Sonic Forces came out, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that was a uh, an interesting uh, uh, comparison. Um, so depending on when um, Sonic Frontier comes out, I'm kind of hoping it's not going to be treading the same water, like having a cool like classic version of Sonic, and then having the new modern game and have it be trash. Um. So I'm I'm Hold crossing my fingers. I'm crossing my fingers because what what they've shown off recently looks really cool, and I'm and I'm hoping for the best. Um, but uh, as far as that goes, um, I dipped my toes back into Valhalla, uh, Assassin's Creed I Valhalla. I don't know. I just I I finished it a while ago, like the main story, and then I I started the um, the druid campaign like when you go to ireland and i kind of dropped off a little bit just because i had other games to play and stuff and so i went back and i uh have been having fun with it it's uh valhalla still a really good game uh for assassin's creed um there have been rumblings because um ubisoft is having their their presser i think closer to september yeah they had one this week, and then they had. They're gonna have another one in September. Oh, we we have to talk about that. <laughs> oh, I know. Later. I'm, I'm waiting to, to get about there. that. I'm letting you finish. I'm letting um, you finish. Yeah. So they've been teasing what they want to do with Assassin's Creed, because um, there's been always rumors about um, the like Assassin's Creed Infinite, like you know, 
game service thing that has been rumored and they haven't really talked about it at all um but there's a new uh a new possible rumor going around that they might be doing a iteration game kind of like how rogue was um Spoiler alert for people that haven't finished Valhalla. If you haven't by now, I'm sorry, but it's kind of oh, been, it's okay. Go ahead. It's kind of been almost three years. <laughs> um, uh, so at the end of the game, you switch perspectives to a a different character called Basim, who was somebody that lived in the era of of Eivor, that kind of tricked. Layla, the main character you played as, um, to swap and take the um, the staff, the uh, the piece of Eden staff that um, kind of it basically kind of keeps you immortal as long as you hold it. So kind of like tricked, swapped, and and now he's in the world, and you you played as him at the end of the game. And so there's a rumor saying that um, there's going to be like a small a smaller game where you play as Basim. And it's supposed to kind of be a return to kind of how classic Assassin's Creed was supposed to be. And if that's the case, I'm fucking for it. <laughs> like ba Baza is, is it's kind of like one of those things where it's like you're 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 playing the bad guy a little bit in that point, because he's you know, he's trying to, you know, trick the assassins and stuff like that. Um he was an assassin, but he's kinda like he has his own motives now. In a way, just because he's seen he's seen other things, and now he's kind of like lusting for power. So it'd be kind of like an interesting kind of rogue, like like game, you know. And like that's all that you know people have heard. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that's kind of true because I would kind of like to see if they can kind of bring bring Assassin's Creed back to you know how it was, but like kind of still. Um, reinvent how that gameplay was just because the newer the newer like rpg stuff is cool but i've, I've told you this before joel um it's it's kind of like a, a a plus and a minus for me just because i you know i love like i love assassin's creed you know i loved like the storytelling in that game and then once you kind of you still play a character, but it's a character that is kind of like that you create. I it kind of takes me out of it because I want to see the the story of the character. But if I'm dictating the story, it's not that exciting to me because, you know, it's like either just make us make a complete completely new character or give us a character. You know, I kind of I kind of hate that in between where they give us a like a, a canon character that you can just make into whatever you want, but then. At some points, it doesn't matter anyway. You know, it so. gives you some uh, autonomy. But back to your point about Rogue, yeah, that was a wild game. Uh, I played that really late too, and the choice—it's just interesting playing as someone on the opposite side and yeah. their motivations and stuff. And that was really good. and that ending to Rogue, whoo, that was a nice tie-in. I was, I was great. Did not see it coming, so I'm and, sure it's going to be handled with care very well if they do go that route. Yeah. And that was the thing, like, Rogue was such a sleeper, because it was during the transition of the uh, console generations, it was it was a, um, a 360 and a PS3 only game, but then, of course, everybody was looking at Unity and kind of the trash fire that it started out to be. Like, don't get me wrong, like, Unity was, was an okay game, 
Um, it, it had a lot of struggles, like a lot of early co- generation console games did. Um, but Rogue was such a good game, like surprisingly good game. And if they can do that mm-hmm. again, that'd be like that would be great. Um, yeah, if you haven't played Rogue, go get the Rebel Collection because it comes with four and Rogue, and those two are really good games and they're great. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I did that a little bit. Um, this past week, um, the new uh, Pokemon uh, TCG set came out. Uh, it's the cro- the crossover with uh, Pokemon Go. Um, really cool. Uh, I just got um, part of my order in yesterday, and it's really sick. Um, it's basically just kind of like a cool, like little, like fun. Like usually, summertime is when they have their fun, like little crossover, like special set. Um, and this one's cool. It has a lot of references to Pokemon Go, um, a lot of characters from the game. Um, a cool thing. It's it's like nothing like big. It's it's nothing like big and important for like the overall meta of the game, but it's really cool because it's like Joel, you know, like um, in like every pack they have like uh the uncommon like reverse hollow cards. Yeah, yeah. So in the Pokemon Go set, there is a possibility, um, and I have one here. Um, sorry for people listening, but you can go look at the video version of this. Um. There's the possibility that your uh, uncommon card has, oh god, the light. <laughs> uh, there you go. You see that little ditto right there? Oh, I have seen that before. Like it's a fake one. It's like so, a ditto version. So what happened? I haven't done this yet because I I kind of I'm kind of waiting to see if I can get because there's a few that can become a ditto. Yeah. And so basically, what this is is that you can peel. Like the front part of this is an actually a sticker, and then behind it is an actual Ditto card. So it's kind of like how in Pokemon Go you catch a Pokemon. It's like, oh wait, it's a Ditto, and it's actually cool because um, in Pokemon Go there are only a certain Pokemon that could be could be a Ditto, and those Pokemon are cards. So like those same Pokemon are cards that could be could be a Ditto in the set, and it's really sick. I might actually have to. You, this talk of the Pokemon Go crossover is actually making me want to get a set just to unpack for fun. <laughs> yeah, hey, I know a place we can get it. <laughs> I know. I for for, I know. for for actually for an actually not scalpy price. Oh, okay, all right. That's the kicker. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm having fun with that. I'm still waiting for um, a part of my order. Um, you know, everything's kind of being released a little bit like sectionally but yeah it's a really cool set um a lot of people in the community have been very excited about this set just because um it's just like a fun little thing and um of course it brings Mewtwo into the the card game um oh yeah is his return is here so everybody's been excited about okay. that um yeah, besides that, um, I went to a, a wrestling event yesterday, um, a local wrestling event, um, yeah, West Coast Pro. Uh, that was that was really fun. They they it was their first show at a new venue, um, in in San Francisco, and it was really good. It was at the uh, United Irish Cultural Center, across from the zoo. 
and it was a really nice venue. It was like a lot of space. Um, the crowd, the crowd was great. Uh, a lot of energy, and it was a good time. Uh, and I kind of, <laughs> as, as you do at a wrestling event, uh, I kind of, uh, I didn't lose my voice, but my my voice weakened by the end of the night. So, <laughs> had enough rest to do a podcast today. So, <laughs> but it was good. It was a lot of fun. I always love going to the show. Those shows are have always been fire. Um, oh, but um, sorry for people that are interested in wrestling, but I think this is this is really cool for people to do. Um, so, in the West Coast, like indie scene for wrestling, they every year they have a a tournament called um, the King of the Indies. It's this big this big one night tournament where they have a bunch of matches and basically. Be, win the title of king of the indies for a year um it used to be hosted by uh, all pro wrestling but they still haven't um reopened since lockdown in 2020 um so since west coast pro has been kind of like the new up and coming like promotion around here uh, they're hosting it um and they recently announced cuz uh they Repartner with uh, a show down um, in San Jose called uh, Pro Wrestling Revolution. It's kind of like a, a lucha libre kind of uh, um, influenced promotion. So you always get like cool wrestlers from Mexico that kind of pop up. Um, they recently announced that they are partnering with Dragon Gate, a very well known uh, Japanese uh, wrestling uh, uh, company. And last night, um, the owners of West Coast and uh, revolution came to announce that they are also going to be adding pro wrestling noah another really popular um wrestling company to the tournament list and they tease that there's going to be more so it's it's really cool um it's not every day that you have this small wrestling like indie wrestling company get so much notoriety so quickly because West Coast Pro is coming up on their fourth year, their fourth anniversary. They've only been around for four years, and they lost a year because of the pandemic. Um, so it's so awesome to be able to see because we've we've been getting people from Mexico, like stars from Japan, come around, and it's like maybe once in a while you might get somebody of like that notoriety coming to like an indie show. But, like, even, like, before West Coast Pro was a thing around here, like, that was a very rare occurrence. They've been they've been consistently getting big-name stars every sh- every month. And to have all of these companies sign on to this tournament is fantastic and amazing. And it's, it's such a cool, like, for a wrestling fan, it's such a cool thing to, like, be able to be a part of. Just to be a fan there, because it's, like this stuff doesn't happen that often. And so like the, everything is just lining up together um, to, you know, just have one badass event. And there's so many, there's so many people that wrestle so many people that either you've heard of or like are, are up and coming that are doing great stuff that you kind of wish that more people could like take notice and it's, it's getting there. And it's a lot of people are becoming more aware of indie promotions around the country and around the world. So it's 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 a good time to be a wrestling fan. It's a great time I'm to be a wrestling gonna fan. I was going to say, that's, that's big moves for a little company to reach out to hey. big other group, like like 
they're national companies. That's really cool. Like when you have like big wrestling stars on Twitter being like, "Hey, one of my goals that I want to go to I want to go to West Coast Pro." You're doing something right. <laughs> you're you're doing something right. And so it's it's so great. And it's so weird because it's like it's in our hometown. Hmm. It's like 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 Joel, you and me know it's like when you think of like our hotel, it's like, oh yeah, it's just a small little place. Like no one like yeah. nothing nothing ha- like like that happens around here. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like it's like a cool like grassroots, just like start from nothing and now we're here kind of situation. And it's just great. I, I could talk about West Coast Pro for so for so long. It, it's a it's a really good company. If if people are living in the Bay Area and are intrigued about wrestling, go see a show. It's it's great. It's fun. the 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 energy is fantastic. There's a lot of a lot of diversity as far as um, you know, just the crowd and the 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 wrestlers there. Um, and if not, you can actually watch it on. Uh, this isn't a show. This isn't a advertisement. But um, I because I just found this that because when I had COVID, I couldn't go to um the last show they had. So um. There's a streaming service called Indie Wrestling TV, and it's a ten dollars a month, and you you can watch live or on VOD um, indie wrestling promotions around the country. Will either tape or will do live recordings of their shows, and you can watch them on the streaming service. And West Coast Pro is involved in that, so every it's like the first or second Friday of every month they have a show. So if recommend it, like you spend that ten dollars, it's it's a fraction of what you would pay at the door. I mean, if if you can see it live, it's worth it's worth the money. Like, trust me. And confirm. Can confirm. Yeah, that's right. I, I did take you to one before the pandemic. Yeah, that was pretty dope. That's pretty dope. Yeah, um, it's it's kicking. It's it. You, you do yourself a service to go check it out. That's all I have to say. Mm-hmm. I'm, that's a, I'm enough, uh, that's enough being a, a, a West Coast fanboy <laughs> for now. Um, but yeah, that's my week. Uh, all, all, without the uh, the news that we're going to be talking about. As far as our developments go, um, just really quick, want to touch up on. Um, I know I missed it. We talked about it a little. I, I saw a couple things, but. Um, I did want to bring up one thing, but about a game developers conference, right? Um, the mood from at least our friends was like, it's kind of like a wet noodle, kind of not as exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the vibe I got at least. But there, um, I'll say for me, one of my friends, he was really excited to tell me about this game called Scorn. And another oh, friend yeah. was talking about, yeah, I saw a trailer for it. I was like, all right, I'll check out Scorn. And uh, it looks freaky as fuck um, in a good way, in a good way, I got to say. Like it's like weird alien craft and shit, and it's it looks like a you know a space shooter. Look, and, and you know as one of my other friends said, Ben has been down here. He's like, it looks disgusting, and it does. It does look disgusting it in does. a good way though. Like it's like visually like, oh that's that's gross, but like intriguing. You know, I'm not saying like, oh don't like if you're intrigued about like space shooters because I think that was the theme, right? Space horror shooters of this game dev conference like, and people teasing yeah. like a uh, like a dead space kind of. Mm-hmm. It's game. very. It's very akin to like classic Dead Space. Yeah, but yeah. Check, like check out the Scorn trailer again. Not an advertisement, but it's it's for me. It's like, oh wow, this is this is different. Usually, we see something kind of pretty and clean, but no, this is this looks fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
that's what I got to say about that. But we're going to touch upon a big thing that I know we've been excited for, but I just want you to talk about what your thoughts on game dev conference, Brian. Um, just in general? General or anything that stood out to you? or It's been um, a minute. It has been a minute. We, it's There's a lot that's happened. Um, yeah, because we, we, we never talked about, like, the Xbox showcase. Like, I know I, I, know I streamed it. We, there's so much to talk about. Um, there's a few. There's a few games that I have my eye on. Um, there's the one um, Squanch Games, uh, High on Life. I think that's what I think that's what's called. It's that. It's that. Um, from the makers of Rick and Morty. Um, it's a kind of Borderlands-ish kind of game where it's just kind of wacky and zany. Um, but the big kicker is that all of the guns are alien species. And so they talk to you as you're like using them. And it's just like wacky and zany kind of like, you know, Rick and Morty kind of fun. And it's going to be on Game Pass. So that's going to be that's going to be something I'm looking out for. Um, come up, come out in October. Oh, October? Damn, that's only a few months. That's yeah. gonna be sick. Um, yeah, Scorn Scorn looks interesting. Um, it's not really my cup of tea, so Same. I mean, if it's on Game Pass, I might try it. <laughs> you know, um, what else? There was a. I'm actually so this wasn't at the Xbox showcase, but it was. A Square Enix did their little um, anniversary kind of uh, uh, like Final Fantasy stream, and they announced they announced not only are they doing a, a, a kind of like it's like a pseudo like remaster remake of Crisis Core, like the pre- the, the prequel to um, Final Fantasy Seven uh, looks looks dope. Um, I've I've rarely ever played a Final Fantasy game. Um, and they recently just said that uh uh not recently but they re they released um Final Fantasy VII remake on PC on Steam, so I've been holding out on like an Xbox release because I'm hoping it it will happen yeah. soon. But um I might just have to dip in on the Steam version just because it I played the demo a while ago and it was really cool. It it looked real it it felt cool like fun because like it. Had that that like we were talking about before, like that pseudo like character action, but like still yeah, kind yeah. of Final Fantasy kind of deal to it. So I and I've never played seven, so um, yeah, I want to play that for them to make like um, the whole seven package, and I just mm-hmm. want to go ahead. I'll take a look. Um, right, but yeah, I also want to like get in the Crisis Core, but then also because sixteen is coming out soon, and sixteen looks dope as fuck. It, they're like kind of bringing it back to like a. Not medieval, but they're kind of bringing it back to like kind of like this like ancient like Japan style ish thing, and they have like these big giant monsters that you can summon and all that kind of cool ass shit. Um, it looks really dope. Um, and they announced part two for the Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, I believe uh they call it Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I believe um and they're trying to they're trying to have it out um in about a year kind of kind of almost around the the same develop the release time of um uh 
the first uh, part one of remake. So sure, if if I'm I'm kind of I'm gonna wait and see because we don't know how development still is, you know, still kind of like at the whims of of COVID and stuff like that. So we're gonna see if they can do it, but I hope they can because shit, if they can if they can commit to just like a few years in between each entry, that'd be great. Um, and then maybe we can get the collection like you like you wanted, Joel. I mean, it took them years to put eight out and it might be another decade that's okay i got time i'm i'm willing i waited for eight to get remastered after all these years on the switch and xbox and playstation i i can wait for i mean it's been this long since i i, I haven't touched seven either and it's so it's like the game of games right it's like i can wait i'm sure this prettier action-packed version will be great whenever i get to it you know mm-hmm. yeah um let's see uh of course, I'm. You know, there was the Sea of Thieves uh, updates that we got. That you know, I, I'm sure we've we've talked about and we'll always talk about. Um, that's actually coming soon. But um, being able to cut the the name your ship options and Captain C. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Sea of Thieves has been rocking it. Um, yeah, everybody's still kind of thinking about how it's how Sea Thieves started. It's it's changed tremendously, and it's a fantastic game. You always say that, and you know it's it's just true how far it's come. Excuse me. Um, and I remember thinking like, this is fun. I like playing with you guys. I don't think it'll last a, like a year <laughs> or a year and a half. This is fun, guys. But let you know, and I've been proven wrong so many times in all the directions they've chosen, and. Uh, I think what it is too, a lot of other games we played have not followed up. The community involvement is strong. Even when they flub it, they're like, oh, sorry, you know, but we still, they still are pumping content. I mean, they are like one of the top back games by Xbox too, but it's like mm-hmm. still getting content. Good content too. World expanding, uh, communication stuff. You know, there's some UI and quality of life stuff we've needed that we've gotten, but it's like, at least we get it, you know? So just yeah. like twiddling at them's waiting. Hey, when's that coming? Of course, you know, we, we're all waiting for, like, a bigger crew, but that's probably... One of our friends says uh, our machines aren't strong enough for that yet. Maybe next-gen. did a second uh, one, but... It, it, it's it's always going to be the complication when um, you have a multi-generation game, because it's... Yeah. I mean, it, it, it started on the Xbox One. It's still, it's still support with the Xbox One, but now we have the Series X and S, and also PC. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of hard to try to take more advantage out of like the new series of consoles and the PC when you still, ha- when you still have to support the Xbox one. And, and you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's great. Cause that's, that's what Xbox's MO is. They want to make sure that everybody can, you know, experience gaming how they want, which is great. And I love it. And it's very consumer friendly, but then it's going to be a give and take because it only, they can only push the game as far as they can based off of what, like, the xbox one x can do yeah you know um but it's still a fun game it's very fun game um and of course they uh pokemon showed off uh the new uh games coming out this year uh the new generation uh scarlet and violet oh man I'm like as you as you can tell by like what I've been talking about and what's surrounding me. It's like I'm a, I'm a big Pokemon shill. 
<laughs> um, so I'm excited. I'm I've, I'm always excited for a new Pokemon game to come out because I'm always intrigued to see what they do to make it like different and unique. Um, this one seems like it's going to be a very big departure. Well, maybe not very big because we don't know much about it. But from what they've told us so far, it's going to be the most different Pokemon game ever because they're allowing us to do four-player co-op through through the entire game. Wild. So it's not... Because, like, in Sword and Shield, you remember there was, like, the wild area. And, like, that that was, like, a co-op-y kind of game because you had, like, the max raids and you could, like, roam around. I enjoyed that. From what they're telling us, this is going to be the first... Like, they officially said that this is the first open-world Pokemon game. And... Pokemon Company said that you're not tied to a linear path. You can go wherever you want. And then you could do it with up to three of your friends. So it's like, okay, will the <laughs> will the online infrastructure work? Who knows? It's Pokemon. So it's it's very, yeah, right. very unlikely. But hey, if if like you and me and you know, maybe like another friend of ours wants to just hop into someone's like world and just play Pokemon together. You know what, whatever that extent is, that would be really dope. Like imagine us like rolling up, rolling up to a gym and be like, yo, we here for your badges. <laughs> yeah. Marcelo, uh, whenever you listen to this, uh, get your dragon team ready. My bug team needs help. So. <laughs> uh, and of course I, I can't talk about Scarlet and Violent when, um, with one of their new Pokemon, Lechonk, who was taking yeah. taking the internet by storm because it's a cute little pig, and that thing is mm-hmm. gonna be on my team. And if if its evolved form is ugly as fuck, I'm keeping it a little pig. Um, How I feel about Spoink and um, check out Grumpig. <laughs> I think Spoink oh, yeah. is way cooler than fucking Grumpig. Yeah. <laughs> um and. They showed off the legendaries before, and they look interesting because, like, I guess the theme of Scarlet and Violet is that Scarlet is going to be like kind of like you're looking at the past. You know, you're kind of like focused on researching about the past, and then Violet is going to be like looking towards the future because it, it very has that kind of like uh, I can't rem- for life of me I can't remember the names of the Pokemon, but the the, the Scarlet. Pokemon is very kind of like I want to say tribal, but it has like very like ancient like aspects where it's like you know it has like the colorful like reds and and blues and it has like the feathers. They're like both like lizard kind of Pokemon. Yeah. Um, and then the future one is like has like the the galaxy like purples and and yellows and whites and it has like jet engines mm-hmm. on its feet. Looking at it right now, yep. And it's it's rumored that they might be able to be like rideable because like they kind of look like motorcycles. Oh hell yeah! That's the rumor. Ghost um, rider, that shit. Yeah, and um, this is gonna be the first like motorcycles. <laughs> this this is also gonna be the first game where um, your professor changes depending on which version you get. Cool. So there's gonna be like two different professors. One's obviously focused on like the past, and one's focused on the future, and it, it might change from like instead of it being a like research facility it looks like it's going to be more of like a school so like they might be like school professors instead of like research professors and it's like okay that'd be interesting like 
like you you play you play like Scarlet, and then your rival team is like the Violet School kind of thing. Like have a school rivalry instead of like an evil team rivalry, and that'd be interesting. But yeah, Scarlet and Violet looks really dope. It comes out in November, <laughs> so like less than a year after Legends game came out. So I hope. I, I just fucking got the deer and fucking Arceus. I just went back to Pokemon. I told my other, I, I told Marcelo, I was like, hey, I got the deer. He's like, fucking finally, bro. Game's been out for like a year and I finally got unlocked like the uh, like the Nexus events where random Pokemon come in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like, you know what? I should play Arceus again. <laughs> Damn. Well, you have a few months. <laughs> God. we, You know, it's just funny. You mentioned we uh, we were having a conversation. Me and uh, Jameson and Ben went to this um food festival right but we were talking about pokemon and how like so much has changed like and it's oh, yeah. almost off-putting like there was you know the x and y y moves there was other team-ups and stuff there's uh gigantamax someone said betamax that made me laugh maybe that's random <laughs> um but yeah just so much has changed and you know i i think it's good that they change but it sometimes is off-putting sometimes you want to go back to the original uh, but I mean, for me, it's like the nostalgia, I think, of Pokemon is just always there for me. And how it's like my first like true RPG and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. And, that you know, the thrill of catching a cool legendary Pokemon. And I mean, the show helped, too. I was playing the game, watching the show, had the cards. So I think just catching that feeling, too. But, yeah, just wondering, I mean, the four, I mean, it's like, what's the new mechanic? But I think the four people together on an adventure, that's the hell of a thing and again yeah that nintendo online infrastructure i'm gonna see how it handles that but maybe with unite they were kind of testing the waters right i mean i mean i mean it's possible because like there, there's always gonna have to be something new added to like pokemon to keep it like keep it interesting and like relevant for like for old players and new players alike and i mean they they've been doing a great a great job so far because there's there's a reason why they are the most profitable like IP like beat, mm-hmm. beating Mickey Mouse and just like overall like sales of that IP for Pokemon like they're they're doing something right whether whether people on the internet disagree or not you know they they know what they're doing and I I'm one of those people that just is along for the ride like I. Like 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 you, I've I've played it since it first came out in the mid nineties, mid to late nineties, and I I've been on the ride ever since. So I'm I'm excited to see what they do, and uh, as long as I can get cute little Pokemon to like catch and then you know force them to battle, you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. Now we just need merch of like fucking Pikachu choke slamming Mickey Mouse. I think we need that now. Oh god! In a cage match and some shit. <laughs> get get like a. <laughs> I okay. Somebody who's artistic, please like make like a little comic strip, of like them in an arena and like it's Pikachu and Mickey Mouse and then Mickey Mouse is like, huh, you think you could beat me? And, and, and Pikachu like, like smirks and all of a sudden just Gigantamaxes. It's like, oh, oh yeah, it's like pick up here. It's like punch with a giant fist as punches Mickey Mouse. Oh god. <laughs> oh, would 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 appreciate if possible. Oh, um, god. Just want to say uh before we move on, I know there's a big thing we're kind of dancing around, but there's two things I want to bring up. Um Go for it. So, yeah, so I forgot we we're totally talking about game dev. Is there anything else you want to bring up? Sorry, my bad. Um I just remembered that my brain. There, there's a lot. There's, 
as far as like the things I'm like very interested in, um, you know, still, 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 um, excited. Like Splatoon's coming out soon. Splatoon three is coming out soon. I'm I'm always excited about Splatoon. It's a really good game. Um, still waiting for Bayonetta three to be dated. Still waiting for that. Um, I I haven't I haven't played the first like I want to play the first two games. I still haven't. Um, but I just want to I. I'm kind of waiting for a release date for Bayonetta 3 so I can have like a timeline so I could just kind of like do 1 and 2 and then have it be fresh in my brain so I can just go right into 3. Um, so I'm waiting for that. Um, I've kind of shut, not completely shut myself off of like PlayStation games only because I don't have a PS5 yet. <laughs> and a lot, of, a lot of the games that are out or are coming out are like, I want them on PS5. Like my PS4 is still working and still functioning, but it's like I want, I want to experience it on, on PS5. Like, I still haven't. You've played Miles Morales. I I haven't played Miles Morales yet, because I'm, for one Got thing, because I can't find a physical copy for the PS4 anymore. But then I I want to experience it on the PS5. So I'm I'm waiting, like because I, I know they got it on the, sale. So I uh, like they did just announce like. God of War Ragnarok's coming out in November as well. No, fuck. So, so I do, good. I do have, I do have God of War for PS4. I haven't played it yet. I'm probably gonna, it. I'm probably that's probably my next game on my list that I'm gonna play because I, I know you played it on on your on your channel. Um, I've just heard nothing but great like ten out of ten reviews for God of War, uh, and I believe it. I want to see you fight a Valkyrie, bro. I want to. <laughs> you see me rage. I want to see you rage against a Valkyrie. Oh All my right. god, dude! There's I, only I, one that was quote unquote easy. <laughs> so, okay, but hell of a game. I just I, I, anyway. I might I, I might have to stream it then. I'm I'm normally I've normally come to like conclusion that I'm kind of weird about streaming story games, but I think I think God of War is one of those games where it's like it's been. It's been too long, so I think I need to like stream it. I need I need to like keep keep on it, and I think I think the chat will help me with that. Once you start, oh man, it is. It's like the thing is with me with some games. Like I know once I'm in, it's it. Like that's I I am like zoned in, and that's one of those games where it did it well. And it's like acting, writing, story, gameplay, just all good. Just when you think you got shit down, they just they just throw a wrench or something amazing at you, and everything till the end. You know, it, it's really good. And not that the end is bad. I'm just saying, like, it's strong. Mm-hmm. It's really strong. But um, I'm also slight intrigued because they also like PlayStation. Like, um, also announced or not? Uh, they announced that uh, they're coming out with that um, that Last of Us. Uh, one remake oh, they're, yeah, call, they're right. calling it last of us part one and they're you they're using the animations that like the 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 graphics of part two so it kind of matches together it's cool it's 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 interesting that they're doing that um i don't know if that's gonna make me buy it again just because i already i already played the remastered version for ps4 um, and it's a great game. Don't get me wrong. Like it's like Last of Us is a fucking fantastic game. Well, it's a ride. But it's like man. watching you play that was a ride. But it's like I don't know if giving it new graphics is gonna make me want to play it again, or at least buy it again. You know. But I mean, 
that's cool. That's some that's some especially for people that haven't played it yet. Um, it's a fantastic game. Like uh, Sony does really good single player games. They have really good stories and and great games. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of blanking on anything else that was announced. So I'm just gonna kind of leave it at that. <laughs> so two things. I'm gonna touch on the big thing. Um, one. Uh, sad news, I guess, that uh, Shinzo Abe was the Prime Minister of Japan, was assassinated. Uh, the reason I bring this up is because there was a French politician bringing up some images, but he used images of Hideo, Hideo Kojima talking is about... Is that what happened? Yes. Was, I, oh my god. He deleted the tweet. So a, a French politician being a little racist, I mean a little, right? But he was tweeting about him... Oh no. I, you know, negatively, probably, but just like, oh, that's not him. And then Hideo Kojima, you know, the, their studio put out a, a tweet saying, you know, misinformation so, hurts everyone. So I just wanted so, to bring that up real so quick. So I saw that tweet this morning. I had, like, I was still kind of, like, waking up, so I had no idea what that was about. I thought maybe yeah. someone was just talking shit about Kojima. I mean, they but, were. Oh, <laughs> indirectly. Holy shit. Yeah, wait, That wait is insane. Fucking... I mean, uh, people are saying, you know, things about the prime minister. He's not so great. I don't know. I haven't done my political research on him recently. Probably not, you know, like all politicians, probably not great. But the fact that that French politician <laughs> used pictures of Kojima, <laughs> the wrong. Oh, my God. It's watch. Watch <laughs> the game. Well, that's a, that's one thing. Um, Kojima's next game is going to be for Xbox. Um, I imagine I could I could picture a little thing about that being in the game <laughs> just just as like a fuck you. My first thought was like this is a this is an actual like Metal Gear propaganda kind of thing. <laughs> like he's caught in this thing he's not even a part of. Like this is perfect. This is you know this is fuel for you. It's like if you ever wanted to be part of some political thing, congratulations, Kojima, you're in it now. <laughs> like oh, not no. even because someone's that's, fucking racist. <laughs> that's terrible. Oh, it, it's 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 hilarious because it's so terrible yeah like it's not funny but it's it's like really (laughs) did that happen actually yeah it it did and feel free to fact check us i mean i would love to have any discussion about if i'm wrong please i like political intrigue is is i think it's fun uh yeah feel free to correct me and of course i'll do my research if you if you come attacking me I'll, i'll do my research but i just wanted to point that out also a bit sadder news i mean uh, the passing of Kazuki Takahashi, oh, the yeah. creator of Yu-Gi-Oh, passed away this week, so, I believe. So, uh, yeah. that, that was six years uh, old. Yeah, apparently it was something that happened when he was like snorkeling. He was attacked by an animal. That's what the first article said. I'm not. I didn't dive too deep. It might have been something else related. But yeah, yeah they're, still, um, they're, they're still they're still trying to like figure like yeah. they're they're still doing yeah. tests to figure out what happened. His but car it's, was abandoned or something. Such a uh, like. Yeah. Like I know we we talked a lot about Pokemon, but like right 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 next to Pokemon, like Yu-Gi-Oh was like the thing. Oh yeah, right when, after I feel, we I feel like kids. my right right when I was starting to like wean off Pokemon, not not really, but you know when it's not cool or whatever. Um, like Yu-Gi-Oh was the thing. Like it, it was fucking hot. exploded like everywhere, and you know I didn't get into as deep as some other friends, or you know, but you know I understand the references and stuff, but it was like. Uh, th- those card acquisitions, getting those cards, 
people's love of the certain creatures and the anime too it was woo. oh dude the anime came out of nowhere and it was hot did pe- people still like praise and like reference the original anime to this day you know it's been around for so long but it still has that it's almost like how in anime like you have like the cowboy bebops and you have the and you have the pokemons but it's like Yu-Gi-Oh had like at least the original Yu-Gi-Oh has gotten to like that almost like immortal status. It's like is it the best anime in the world? No. But it it came around at the perfect time to where everybody latched onto it. And mm-hmm. and you know, like you had the you had the manga, you know, you had the card game. Um and it was just like a phenomenon, you know. It's like just like how Pokémon was. It's like Yu-Gi-Oh became like the thing that everybody talked about. Um yeah, it's really sad. Um it's really unfortunate that, you know, it had that it had to go out that that way, you know. It would have been nice to have him just kind of like, you know, live until you know, you know, he just died of old age, but like to have to have it happen like that is very unfortunate and it's yeah. it's so nice to, um you know, it, the situation is is fucking terrible. But it was very nice to see like everybody on on social media became like giving their respects to uh, Takashi and you know sharing their love of Yu Gi Oh and like hmm. you know give giving him a send off that I think that he would very appreciate. And I still, really I quick st- shout out for oh go ahead. No, I was gonna say I still have my fucking Millennium. Malayan puzzle <laughs> uh, model to make, so I, I I might I might do that, just kind of uh, out of respect. Two more things, I promise, and I know I keep saying two more things, but uh, one, I am blanking already. I'm going to my second thing. I forgot already. Oops. Oh, one, uh, R.I.P. James Con. All our cinephiles out there, you know, big American actor. I, it's just funny because I recently watched Elf for the first time not too long ago, and I was like, oh, oh yeah, so. Okay. And that that's an old film, but it was like, oh shit. Yeah, it's gone. Like RIP, bro. Godfather, you know. Yeah, right. Cl- classic legend actor. Yeah. It's 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 sad. It's sad it's sad to see like good, you know, good creative people just kinda like yeah. pass away. It's it's like it's 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 a thing of life, but it's still very sad. Yeah. And I was just having a conversation with Marcel, like these old guys, man, and uh, I mentioned to you earlier, like Santana collapsed on stage. It's like, oh fuck! Yeah, I mean, that he's was weird. old, but it's still like, oh, it's still out of nowhere. It's like, I mean, you shouldn't say expect it, but it's like, oh shit! <laughs> you know, like, I mean, hi man. The the lifespan of like rock stars and musicians is just like it's question mark because you never know because yeah, yeah. you know you could they could live until they're fucking super ass ancient. Like fucking Paul McCartney Richard. still does. Not saying that Paul Carter is ancient because he's not he's not that old. Like he's old, but he's not that old. But like he still fucking rocks like three hour show straight without breaks. And it's like it's amazing to see because like, oh like shit. You know, he, he like he was a beetle, you know. It's like but yeah, it's it's very hoping hoping that he's all right. Hoping it was just kind of like a, a bad night, you know. Yeah. You know, and gets back on his feet real soon. Cause the Santana is like you don't want him to you don't want him to you know. You don't want him to like have his health decrease or like have his ability to perform, you know, hindered. Because I'm sure, I'm sure, like he, like a lot of other musicians, he just wants to play. He just wants to fucking do it until he can't anymore. 
legendary rock star for sure. Oh yeah. Um, what else to say? Oh, so we didn't attend, of course, but there was Anime Expo. It was huge. I saw the pictures. Hella people. Oh, God. No offense to anyone who went, but it looked like way too many people for me. So, I mean, one day I, I think I should go to one, but damn, I was like, I would be double masked, you know, or not that that's effective, but you know what I mean? I would be super prepared. It looked packed, and apparently they were, like, throwing out food for, like, the vendors. Not a cool move, but I mean, that they've so... been doing that, apparently, but... um. Yeah, but I was going to say about that is the first time in a while they actually had a little Ultraman show. I'm a big Ultraman fan, so they had the guy in the suit come out with as Ultraman the monster. They did a, you know the drop kick and stuff. That was cool, which is cool. And I think today, or if not yesterday or tomorrow, is the anniversary of Ultraman, like 56th birthday, I think. So I think so. Yeah. yeah. So happy Ultraman Day to our Ultraman fans out there. Still waiting on to see if they bring Shin Ultraman to America, but you know, crossing my fingers <laughs> for that. Yeah. So. There was, uh, there was a few anime anime announcements actually if we want to just take a pause real quick on that um i think they showed off i don't know if they showed it off but they showed a poster for the uh evangelion the shin evangelion movie oh shit that's that's within the series of the like, godzilla and ultraman yeah um the poster looks sick as fuck like if you if, if you ever like take get a moment just look it up it, it looks sick as fuck. Um, they showed off the trailer for the new Trigun series. Oh um, yeah, that's right. Trigun Stampede. Yeah, um, yeah. It's very. It's not Beastar. It's not. It's the same studio that made Beastars. So it's it has that like CG animation kind of like style. It's not exactly like Beastars, but it's close to it. And it's interesting because it, it seems like it's gonna be a remake of trigun so it's a little more stylized and it it's it seems like from the trailer it's actually dealing showing a lot more of like the past leading up to like the stuff that vash gets into in in the main series i i have cautious optimism because trigun was such a trigun was great when it came out originally and um it like I'm I'm all for like reinventing like very old classic ones, especially um, for newer generations to get involved with, as long as they do it right. <laughs> so, I'm I, I want to see what this the shows looks like, it, but it looks like it's gonna be at least action wise, it's gonna be great. Um, they said that they're for the Japanese cast, it's a whole new cast. Um, they had no announcements about the English dub cast. Um, but I hope that Johnny Unbosch is still gonna be Vash because that he is Vash, and and he sounds exactly the same. Like it's been years, and Johnny Unbosch still sounds exactly the fucking same. So he could he could still go and do it. And um, and I did some research, and it's actually cool. Um, an interview that Johnny Unbosch did a long time ago. Um, Vash was his first major anime role. So it it would be very cool if he was able to kind of go back to that character after all these years, and of mm. course everybody everybody else that can come back should come back too. But open, and of course, um, Dragon Ball Superheroes is coming out soon. And yeah, like saw a, the poster in a month movies. Again, they're doing kind of like an interesting like mixture of like see like three D animation like with like. 
kind of like hand drawn animation kind of like over it to kind of like stylize it a little bit. Um, some people, when the first trailers came out like a while ago, were kind of like uh, hesitant about it. But um, the more recent trailers, it, like it looks a lot more polished. It looks a lot better. Um, and you know me, I'm a fucking Dragon Ball. I'm, I'm I'm a fucking Dragon Ball fan, so I'm excited to see um, what they can do with this show, and especially since it seems like it's gonna be more Gohan centric. So bring. Make Gohan relevant again, please. It'd be great. Um, but I'm sure I'm sure there's a lot of other um, anime announced that we are missing. But uh, there's a there's a lot of cool stuff. But yeah, Anime Expo had some of its weird kind of like, are you are you for real? Like you said before, like they were because because of like guidelines and restrictions and stuff they weren't allowing people to bring in food but they're also taking food away from exhibitors apparently oh. like uh allegedly i want to say that allegedly yeah right according to some eyewitness you know reporting that they were taking food away from exhibitors so it's like exhibitors didn't have food you know and like working like all day long and like being denied food it was kind of like okay that's kind of weird it was i don't know for conventions that rely on like you know um, volunteer help, it always kind of makes me iffy because you don't. It can always be like a dice roll depending on how that experience will go compared to like a convention that has like dedicated staff. So, but I mean, like I've I've also heard like I've I have um, a friend that went. Uh, uh, to Anime Expo and and she had a great fucking fun ass time. And that's good because you know you want to have fun, especially you know yeah. if you're a big anime fan. But it's just kind of sad they also hear like these reports about some like not not so great things happening as they like there too. So I'm hoping that whoever's in charge of Anime Expo can like you know see this and maybe investigate and see if they can kind of like nix that a little bit for next year. I don't know, but. Uh, if anybody that went to Anime Expo, the listeners, I hope you get, I hope you guys had a fun time. You know, mm-hmm. you sh- if you're going to a convention, you should have fun. That's like the most important Definitely. thing. So, and never, never let anybody like negative. Like I know, like you know, like we we have to talk about both sides here. You know, because we want to be fair. Oh, yeah. Like, don't let anybody's like negativity like ruin your time. You know, you like you're going there for fun. So just make sure you mm-hmm. have a good time. You know, but also just like you know. We want every we want everybody not like not including just the guests. But we want everybody there to you know be good. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. All right, Brian. The showcase this week we've been waiting to hear about for a while, and we finally got news. What I'm talking about. Oh boy, <laughs> this has been literal years in the making. Oh, so Ubisoft Singapore finally unveiled they've been working on we've been waiting i mean you know we were pirate stands a bit with our sea of thieves stuff we've been excited to hear another pirate game uh with uh skull and bones um i have a friend who has connections and they said you know there's going to be something soon we just couldn't really talk about it until now but um it's cool to hear that they um you know they've revamped it they've made you know they've taken a new direction with it but it still looks similar though Uh, they had the whole unveiling a behind the look scene had uh, their MC talk to like the creators and the direction. It's basically like 
you're your own pirate you're taking on your own adventure your own ship and crew you can team up and you know you can essentially like attack forts plunder get your stuff they even revealed some of the gameplay as well which looked pretty clean and, and fun and still a uh callback to assassin's creed 4 which i think we you know, really did that mm -hmm. well and i think they're building upon that but, um, yeah. before i believe correct me if i'm wrong but it just seemed like naval combat and that was pretty much it with your ship and you would go and stuff but now it's like you have your character you can go to docks you can hang out with people there's even like an emo aspect that reminded me of see the thieves really quick and just you can you know you go to different ports you team up and stuff and then you can head out and do whatever fully customizable ship too by the way different weapons which look really really cool some of the choices they made and uh yeah they even had that little gameplay reveal where they had uh, the devs do a mission and they had other devs attacking them which i thought was hilarious <laughs> and uh it's like oh there's my guy right he's fine and then they had which is really cool in the gameplay they showed you can like hunt and stuff they showed you attacking a shark I was like, oh, that's cool. But then they showed the same dev. He's literally been attacking sharks for like 30 minutes, which I thought was pretty funny. And then they showed like a huge hammerhead attacking the ship. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, uh, for me, quick initial thoughts. It looks, I mean, we didn't really have too much to work off of, but it looks cleaner. It looks more um, customizable. It, just, it just looks like fun. It looks very straightforward. And for now, it just looks like it knows what it is. And uh, they were really pushing hard that... Um, I shouldn't say pushing card, but they're really pushing that, like, you know, this is a community thing. We want to be involved. Uh, we want to hear from you. We want to hear from streamers, anyone, you know, we want to make it a good experience. So, oh, yeah. Um, definitely, definitely now, because I, I remember when they announced Skull and Bones, it was, they really like leaned on as like, oh, this is going to be like a spiritual, spiritual successor to Assassin's Creed 4's naval combat. And it's like okay, you know, one that's a that's a big order because you ask anybody that's played Assassin's Creed Four, and they love the fuck out of it. Like Assassin's Creed Four is such a yeah, great, yeah. like all around great game, and I feel like it's it was the top tier of naval combat compared to all the other Assassin's Creed games. So like, when you're already giving that us that such high expectation, um. For a while, they kind of they kind of did themselves a disservice because they they showed off like the first trailer and such, and it was just kind of like like you say it seemed like it didn't have like a direction. Yeah, like all they were really focusing on is like we're gonna do naval combat, you know. And it's like okay, That's well, literally. and it's like all right, well, what else are we like? What else is there? You know, they didn't have that, and so obviously, like like that downtime they've had from like you know, social media and stuff, um, you know, they, they seems like they've been working their asses off and trying to reshape it into something that they believe that will be a great game. And what they showed us seems interesting. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, the, the options as far as like combat goes. And like you said, what, give me, give me a decent customization suite and I am all in, especially if, I get you get to customize your very own ship, hmm. and it seems like they have quite a few ship options because there's there's different types of ships that they have, yeah. um, and that's and that's cool. Um, they did say, I believe that there's going to be a PVE like zone and then a PVP, yeah. so that's nice. They're going to have a, a separate kind of a deal, and um, 
one thing like because we talk about sea of thieves all the time and we like how much we love it um one of the things that i think is going to be really cool is that when you get to team up with like your friends and other players everybody has their own ship so there's crew Mm -hmm. on your ship but it's pretty much you're controlling everything in the ship um it's not like assassin's creed 4 where you're like edward and you get to like roam around your ship and like do certain things like you are like the ship like you have your character that you create but you like you are the ship um but like just seeing all like the different kind of stuff you could do um and the little the little safe haven like sub like um sub world kind of like uh places where you get to get off your ship and kind of like walk around and upgrade and customize and talk to other people Mm-hmm. It is a nice little touch and like they had I think they had like treasure maps where you could like find treasure while you're walking around on the island which is nice um I'm interested to see um how like because for like the PVE stuff like I wonder if there's going to be like an actual like kind of like story to your because I know they talked about how like you're, you start off as like this you know, pirate that kind of like washed up and like kind of rebuilding themselves and like trying to build mm-hmm. themselves up to be a great pirate, um, which is cool. Um, and it seems like if you die, you can like start back from the bottom again, kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So it's like you, you have to kind of like work yourself back up. Um, one thing I thought was really cool is I said that um, your crew actually um, can dictate whether you're doing a good job or not. Because if you do a, a uh, great yeah, job, though. They'll be they'll be super on it. They'll be you know working really well on your ship. But if you do badly a lot, they can actually mutiny you, which which showed them headbutting you, which I thought was funny. It was actually really. I thought that was actually pretty sick. I was actually down for it. It's like okay, that's cool. It's like I like that. If I'm doing a bad job, they like tell me I'm doing a bad job. It's all right. Um, but yeah, I'm actually. I'm really intrigued to see, like, um, they did say that they're going to do a test, uh, like a server test. Um, I already, I already signed up for it, Joel. I think you should sign up for it too, to see if we can both get in. I better fuck. Um, so I'm very interested to see, because this whole game is based off of the inspiration of Assassin's Creed's forward naval combat. So I'm, I'm very intrigued to see how much it like reminds me of that because like like you can have a ship in the water and you can have like combat and stuff like but it doesn't mean it's going to feel the same way so i want to i want to see how how much it reminds me of of black flag and you know what they can what what they can expand upon that because we've seen like the different weapons you can get and the customizations that we've already talked about but it's like how does it feel like I want to know how it feels. Um, I'm also hoping because um, I'm going I'm going to PAX West uh, this year, so I'm oh, kind of yeah. hoping that they're also going to be there, so you can get I can get like you know hands on about it, maybe talk to somebody about uh, Skull and Bones a little bit, which would be nice, yep. and I can relay that information back here when when that happens. Um, but yeah, I I I want I want this to do well. I want ubisoft to have a win because it seems like ubisoft hasn't like struck gold in a while like they've had they've had some things that worked and then they have they've had things that you know kind of fell flat on their ass so i i want 
I want Ubisoft to have a win, you know, and I hope Skull and like, because, you know, because this is coming from their newest studio, Ubisoft Singapore. And for people that don't know, I'm going to let you in on a little, um, a little secret. Um, so some countries um, like have these special grants that they give um, for like artists and, you know, creatives and stuff like that. And Singapore has one for game development. Um, so they have a grant from the Singapore government. So what that means is, you know, that helps them out creating the game. But also that means the game has to come out. So if people thought that this game wasn't coming out, that's not an option. <laughs> they had they had to make this game work. And from what we what they showed us this past week, um, it seems like it's working. So I'm hoping, you know, with the test that they're going to do in a, in a little while, I hope that like helps them out like a lot as far as like just tuning their, their servers up. But it's like, I, it's like, I hope this succeeds because if this works, we could see other cool things coming out from Ubisoft mm-hmm. Singapore and it'd be, it'd be really cool. And I don't, you know, and who doesn't love pirate shit? I mean, come on. It's, it's cool pirate shit out there. I just want to say I'm about to sign up, but he says choose your platform and it's all next gen. And who doesn't oh, have that it? yet? Oh, yeah. is it only next gen? says ps5 xbox series xrs and ubisoft connect pc all right all right okay time for me to upgrade soon okay nerds we need we need to do a get joel (laughs) (laughs) get joel a new console fund we need to start that right now (laughs) no i already got i'm good i i I, I'm just torn. I don't know which one to pick, man. I'm, it's it's a struggle nowadays, dude. It's a it's a struggle. You know, because like, yeah, like you you recently just got like the Game Pass, so the Game Pass is such a nice thing, but it's also not like super yeah. dedicated to a console unless it's like necessarily yeah. one thing. But then yeah. you know, PlayStation's like knocking out like, these really good games. I know that's the only reason. It's like, oh fuck, God of War five, Spider Man two, uh, Fallen Order, which can go either way. But still, it's like all, all three will just be right there, you know. It's like, mm-hmm. fuck. And this it's game, a, <laughs> fuck. It's a struggle. That's okay. When it when it comes out, we'll have you come over so you can get it, your hands on it. <laughs> or I could just get a new PC, like everyone's been telling me, and just play or that. Else. <laughs> or that just be like my buddy Adam just get an Alienware and just have a loud ass fan just be happy yeah um, so Joel do you, do you have any other um, opinions on uh, Skull and Bones um, it just it looks like a lot of fun uh, again a lot of promise I mean we've been this route before game has a lot of promise and potential and it looks good you know we hope they deliver and then you know I'm with you I, I want Ubisoft to have a big W you know it's it's not to say that the Assassin's Creed games haven't done it, but it's just feel like they've done their job. You know, I, I feel like it's helped them do what they need to do, but not like I feel like Black Flag was a big win, you know, and people, you know, there's a lot of problems with Unity. I still feel like it was a good game at the end of the day, though, mm-hmm. um, especially that multiplayer. I, I wish they brought that back. But I guess that's what Skull and Bones is. But yeah, you know. Before it was like, you know, they did have a while hit after hit with, you know, two, 
um revelations brotherhood and three i feel like like boom 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 i mean i think three is great there's a lot of discourse but um but yeah i i do want to see them succeed um i'm hoping this game is great and you know customization is dope and you know i didn't even think about the story mode i was just only thinking about pvp and like really <laughs> easy objectives like oh yeah what is the story um but yeah it's See what happens. And I want to see how big the map can get. Is it going to be like Sea of Thieves? It's like five ships on the map, and we're we're going to town, or you know, is it twenty? Like, I want to see what the infrastructure for that is too. Like, or is That's it you a know, limited question. map with only um, I don't know, three five players at a time or whatever. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's why it's going to be current gen only because they can yeah. they can they can push that limit. I do like. I uh, just want to say really quick that they have this. They they previewed it. I don't know if they're going to take away like a safe zone. Which we have in our game too. Like you just like, oh, I'm in trouble. Go to the dock. I'm safe. <laughs> but how many times are we gonna do that? Like, oh shit, how close are we? Go, go, go. Exactly. Crash that shit. You're safe. <laughs> um all all I have to say is that Ubisoft, yo, if you can get me a ship set of the Jackdaw, oh dude. I will pay you whatever it takes. I'm just, sure. Just give it, it to me. Unlockable via microtransaction or beating the story. I bet you. I hope so. Or what if that was the mission to sink the jackdaw and then you get it? I would do it. It would hurt me, but I would do it. <laughs> All I oh. gotta say is that I feel like Ubisoft and Rare should talk to each other. This is like, oh god, prime man. If Sea of Thieves somehow got like Black Flag DLC, I would like. I already lost my shit for Pirates of the Caribbean. I would, I would doubly lose my shit if like you got to like sail the seas with Edward Kenway and like the crew and like Ottawale would just talk talk shit <laughs> a lot. That'd Even if great. there's like a Skull and Bones crossover, I just feel like it's silly not to the two biggest pirate games and they're. It's okay to be competitive, sure, but like, would be great. I I think extend that hand and and do a big handshake and bring something cool together. But it'd be it'd be really cool. It would be really cool. And they kept quiet about Disney, and that came out of nowhere. So, oh yeah, anything's possible if you can get Disney involved. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, I. I don't know if this is on your docket, but I wanted to bring this up because it's it's fairly big news. Um, so it was just announced literally like two days ago from this recording. Um, that E three has been oh, yeah. bought. I don't know if it's bought or if it's being ran by uh, Reed Pop. For those of you who don't know Repop, Repop is the 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 company that organizes uh PAX, uh Star Wars Celebration, um, and a f- you know a few other like big no like known um conventions around around the country. Um yeah, they are now gonna be the organizers for E3. Um E3 has been kind of struggling these past few years, like n- like COVID was standing, um, they've been kind of having a dip. Um, like uh, 2019, they had that big, huge like security breach scandal. Um, 
with uh, uh, everybody, the, all the uh, people that went there, like their data got fucking like leaked and shit. Um, of course, during the COVID um, like epidemic, like they didn't have a show. They had a digital um, a digital version of the show last year, and then this year they canceled. Um, so, uh, Repop announced that they're going to be, uh, taking control of E3 and they're going to be coming back next year for 2023. And, um, it's very interesting because, um, like Joe, like we, we've been to PAX West before and as far, as far as like we could tell, it was, it was a very finely run convention. It was like, we had a lot of fun. Um, from what I've heard, people from Star Wars Celebration, they always have a lot of fun there. Um, this is going to be interesting because now Reef Pop is going to be controlling E3 and PAX, like the arguably some of the biggest like video game related expos of the mm-hmm. year. Um, yeah, I don't know what this means. <laughs> what this means. Um, what because they they did say that they want to keep the stuff that you know everybody loves about e3 kind of like intact but they also want to change a lot of the stuff that people have been kind of like complaining about for years as far as like operations and you know how some things have been kind of faulty for a while yeah and kind of just like kind of cleaning up like the the back end of e3 um so yeah what 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 do you think here about this news um, I mean, if they've been struggling, I think it's just the right move, you know, they bring them back to where they were and, you know, have things run better. And, and you know, PAX was, I think, run pretty well. And, you know, Disney's not going to, you know, let Star Wars Celebration be run by a shitty company, you know. So, um, you know, I, I think if anything, this will help save them if they're in trouble. But also, it's like a proving ground. So if they fuck up, oh, dude, oh, yeah. like, ooh, that's just bad for everyone. But I mean, if they probably will still have a good relationship with um, Star Wars Celebration and PAX and all that, but um, you know, good on them for thinking like, oh, we need to really clean this up because obviously, whatever, if they had a big security breach too, like, ugh. so mm-hmm. that's not something you take. I mean, not that you ever took it lightly, but like, like a gaming conference. Oh no, you know, <laughs> like, so yeah. hopefully a step in the right direction. But you know, you never know. Some things just don't come well together too so but you know obviously i want you know that to succeed conventions to succeed too to keep you know the hype going for the things we love but i don't know what, what do you think it's it's gonna be interesting because um you know for the past few years now jeff Keeley has been doing a great job with um with summer game fest um was was kind of becoming the the successor to e3 in a way because like everybody like everybody saw the writing on the wall for E3, like especially when, uh, when PlayStation kind of backed out of E3 a few years ago, and they stopped mm-hmm. kind of they stopped kind of they still had their pre- their own individual press conference that they normally do, but they didn't have a presence on the show floor, um, anymore. And like, you know, a lot of people, um started having their you know press conferences digitally and then um you know um you know just the the attendance has gotten all out of whack because you know at first 
they did have like the interchange between you know regular consumer guests and like industry um people and then they went away um just having industry people and then in like the late uh 2010s they brought um consumers back and then it was kind of like a weird like fight because then you had this influx of people coming in and so it made it harder for uh people reviewing the new games announced to kind of do their job and so it's just kind of like this weird mess that you know give or take depending on who you ask was just kind of like a hard time or you know just what have you um it's going to be interesting because i know from what i've heard um summer game fest is still going to be a thing so whether um Jeff Keighley, like, makes work something out with Repop and then, you know, kind of has Summer Game Fest, like, kick off with E3, you know, have that be the starting point for the summer, and then have announcements, because, like, cause Summer Game Fest has been doing a good job of, like, a quest, like acquiring, like, announce, like, uh, studios to have their announcements for new games, but it's like, if you still have E3 around... How are you going to balance that out to where, like, E3 is supposed to be where, like, all the big announcements happen, and then you still have Summer Game Fest where it, it go lasts all summer long, and so it's like, will companies just kind of decide which one that they would rather do? If they want to have a physical presence, they can go to E3. If they just want to do a digital presence, like, they could just do Summer Game Fest. Um that, That's another thing. Even this year, um, Summer Game Fest actually had, like, a physical show floor this year. Where they had industry people go and like check out the game, like the games that were being displayed, and so it's like okay, so like you have you have E three be like the kickoff and like start off, and then the summer game fest lasts all of summer, and then you end with PAX West, which is just kind of like a a smaller version of E three. It's all like in our eyes as just like consumers, it's always been like a smaller, like more consumer friendly version of E three. So it's like you have. The climate for like summer video game announcements has changed so in just like the past few years so drastically. I don't. It's going to be interesting to see the balancing act they're going to have to do next year. You know. It, I I don't know. Like having all that information, like like is do you like is there a way to like make it all work cohesively? Probably have to save some big announcements for one event or another. Also, I'm sure some companies will scramble. Like, let's say, I don't know, beginning of Summer Games Fest, Sony has a big announcement. Xbox is like, what do we have in the pipeline? Let's do something at E3. And then like, oh, but what about at PAX? You know, I'm pretty sure they're going to age it as well. Like, who's doing what? But yeah, it's also might be like, almost from your standpoint like almost overloading there's like too much at the same mm-hmm. time uh, I don't know man that's it's kind of a mess actually when you, when you put it <laughs> out like that I feel but I mean and especially when you have a lot of uh, developers you know moving towards just doing their own digital press conferences now because yeah. throughout the summer you have everybody just kind of doing it at their own time where back then like everybody had to do it at E3 because that was when all mm-hmm. eyes were on video games at that point. But now it's like you have like everybody is now more active on social media. They have, you know, announcements coming in like at their own pace whenever they want. So it's just 
it's gonna be it's gonna be a balancing act. It's gonna be a you know which company favors what kind of presentation. To, you know, yeah. would they would they want to have that big you know big kickoff of E three or would they rather just kind of have their own digital press conference for Summer Game Fest and then you know ride into you know packs or or you know gamescom when when that comes around uh i don't know it's it's gonna be interesting (laughs) it's gonna be a lot um but you know repop they they do a good job of organizing like big popular events so it's gonna be a proving ground it's gonna be a proving ground for them um you know this is a big deal that they have to figure out and maybe maybe it means Condent like condensing uh e3 making it making it a smaller thing than it used to be because to be honest that's what it kind of needed to do it, it kind of got too big at one point to the where it started kind of like dipping down again so maybe making it a smaller a smaller thing might change it i don't know they, it's <laughs> it's in their hands they have to figure it out so i'm just i'm just gonna sit back and hope that it works out and we just have a lot of cool game announcements all summer long. It'll be great. Too, but see how they handle it, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess that's. I mean, last thought of that is like you're almost getting too big, right? It's too much to handle. Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. It's it's gonna be a new a new experience for everybody. Mm-hmm. Cool. Was there uh, anything else uh, news-wise that uh, you wanted to talk about? I mean, Love and Thunder came out this week. Uh, first, you, you know, we'll, we'll suggest it. We're big Marvel stands here. So uh, I saw it last night. I know you haven't seen it. Saw it with Marcelo and a bunch of friends. Yeah, I'm not going to say anymore. <laughs> I, I will save that for the, uh, the review, which uh, we will definitely do. And I know... Um, I think Miss Marvel finishes next week too, so we'll probably pump something out for that. Mm-hmm. And then Andor on the way, and a bunch of other wow. things. Uh, I'm waiting. Me and my wife were talking, but we're waiting for Wakanda Forever news. Like, we've been iron tight about that too. I'm just, it's, it's supposed to come out at the end of right? the year. Black Panther was amazing, and you know the cast and crew were really good. You know, say what you will about Letitia Wright. You know, I want to see like how much has that slowed down production or whatever. Like. We haven't gotten anything, but maybe they're waiting for summer to be over and just like, hey, you know, summer, you know, like summer game fest, like movies, blockbuster summer, you know, that's a big thing. But maybe also, I mean, Disney does own, um, you know, or they're going to distribute Avatar. I'm wondering if that is conflicting with the two. They don't want to take away from the Avatar sales. But, you know, um, still, I would like to see a teaser or something. You know, every time I say this usually happens within a week. So hoping, uh, you know, maybe get something soon um, um yeah that's, that's the next big marvel thing i think oh oh she hulk too maybe they're waiting for she hulk to be done um, i keep forgetting about she hulk and i'm really excited about that but yeah is there between thor love and thunder and the suppose and the supposed release for wakanda forever is there another marvel movie like coming to theaters not think so what what do we get multiverse Multiverse, Love and Thunder, and Wakanda. Usually, it's three movies, right? Because we had, and before that was Spider Man. So yeah, 
because I know they're, they're um, trying they're trying to play they they're, they're trying to play catch up with uh the messed up release schedule because of the uh, yeah, COVID. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if they're starting to shift back into a regular pace again or not, but yeah. they definitely do have a lot of Disney Plus shows coming out as well. That's it. With the She Hulk and um, yeah. I gotta cut, check out Baymax, man. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, Baymax. I forgot that came out. I have to check that out. And um, I do hear, you know, ruminations of a teased character. I don't want to say anymore because I know there's some people who are big on not, no spoilers. But I saw still, I don't know if it's true, but I'm, I think that's the direction we're going to go. I'm being very vague on purpose. Uh, but, yeah, I I am excited that they are doing this. But we'll see. I, I want them to confirm. I want to see that teaser, man. Then I want to go full force into what I, you know. Uh, mm. All I know is I want to see uh, updates about their reboot for Daredevil. Because Ooh, it was yeah. confirmed. It was confirmed that they're doing a, a reboot for Disney Plus. And um, it's going to be the same actors reprising oh, the yeah. roles from the Netflix show. So I'm hoping that maybe, who knows, uh, maybe we'll see a, a cameo and Echo for Daredevil because they're matched up in the comics. So who knows? We'll see. Yes. But there's gonna be a lot. There's gonna be a lot of good, uh, <laughs> a good content coming out on streaming and uh, in movies. So, spoiled a lot. Spoiled by Marvel. A lot of reviews coming up soon. Yeah. <laughs> we'll probably yeah. end up watching Black Adam too. Um, oh yeah, we have to. I mean, it's The Rock. <laughs> and and I guess Craven when it comes out. But I don't know. Anyway, that's all <laughs> I got. Uh, yeah, we we're gonna be busy, but it's gonna be fun. Oh yeah. All right. Um I guess for uh for the podcast. Uh yeah, we uh we appreciate it. Uh before we go, we do wanna just uh give a little bit of shout outs real quick. Or not shout outs, but just kind of reminders. Um yes, if you're listening to this, uh thank you for listening on podcast services. Um we do appreciate it. Um if you can uh, you can leave a review on certain ones. I think Apple, and I don't know if any other ones have reviews. But if you do, please, please leave a review. Give us a give us a nice review. Um, we appreciate it. We're trying to get this this podcast out there as far as we can reach it. Um, and of course, if you want to watch a video version, we do have a YouTube uh, YouTube dot com. You just look for the Diary Nerd. Um, leave a like. If you please, and subscribe as well. Um, let the U- YouTube overlords uh, know you like it, so we can kind of again push us out there. Make sure, make sure we get as many nerds as we can to come and hang out and celebrate all things nerd. And of course, thanks to the people in chat uh, watching this live on twitch.tv forward slash United We Nerd. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate it. We will, uh, we will be here. Uh, after recording the chat a little bit, if you would like. Um, but of course, before we go, for people listening to this post uh, live stream, Joel, where could they find you? Where could you find us? Well, multiple places. First of all, questions, comments, suggestions, feedback, reasons why you should like Giant Monsters of Mobile Suits, why that guy with the spin move and book above Fett was sick as fuck, or why you should play pretend with some dice and miniatures. Hit us with an email, unitedweeknerdcast at gmail.com, where... UnitedWeNerdCast at gmail.com. Also, 
we don't already, follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash united underscore we nerd. Leave us comments there as well. This with DMs, slider DMs. Tell me why I'm wrong about pirates or whatever, and I'll tell you, you might be right. Also, we're of course on YouTube, United We Nerd. Post comments there, like I said, subscribe, reach us there. And of course, again, reminders of there and Twitch. Now we're live. Twitch, Look at United We Nerd. TV slash United We Nerd. And of course, the Zuckerverse from Facebook. United We Nerd. Where are we're everywhere, I think. Do we need to get on MySpace, Friendster? Do we? Oh God! I mean, eventually we'll probably do TikTok, right? I mean, we're gonna be so. That's, bit- that's, this a la- is gonna that's the last job. step. That's the last step, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's where you can find us. For, as far as United We Nerd goes, Brian, where can they find you? That I don't care about United We Nerd. I want to see Brian talk about oh. God of War with the Valkyries or something. Where can we find you? Oh well, uh, you can find me um, at uh, Brian Saber um on twitch of course i i stream on twitch as well um and on youtube and you can find me on twitter and instagram at brian underscore saber as well um where you know just talk about a lot of nerdy shit have a conversation it'll be fun um yeah but uh joel where could they find your personal stuff Oh, hell yeah. You can find me on SoundCloud, Spotify, Mad Mech Monster Mine. Also, twitch.tv slash Acoustic Avenger. I just finished Titanfall 2 for the first time. Go check it out. I had a lot of fun. Can't recommend the game enough if you've never played that fun mech shooter. Also, I'm on Twitter, Acoustic Avenger. The I is a one. Also, because someone pointed out the other day, you can find Marcelo on Twitter, M90 Plays. He's like, what about me? Bitch, what about you? Just kidding. We love you. <laughs> M90 Plays. Twitter, check them out. Also on Instagram, Marcelo. I think it's M90 Place. No, I gotta check it. Yeah, I'll put it down there. I don't remember what's on it. He's yeah. a very busy boy, but we love him. He's super busy. So, all right. Well, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we very much appreciate it. Uh, Twitch, hang around a little bit. We will, we will chat. But for everybody else, until next time, uh, thank you and keep on nerding. Thank you, Venezuela, for listening the other day. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah, thanks. Thanks.